I want to welcome you to the early morning meditation. And we thank God for the opportunity to be here. We are alive and well. We have the ability to see and think and breathe and all the things that come with living. And we thank God for that. So today's message, stay woke spiritually. Stay woke spiritually. I had a dream last night. And they'll show me a little thing here and there. It doesn't matter what the dream says. But what matters is the Lord woke me up and he said, stay woke spiritually. Stay woke spiritually. First Peter 5, 8 to 10. Amplified. Stay woke spiritually. That's the word today. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. So, I mind my own business, and the Lord shows me something last night, and he says, Donnell, stay woke spiritually. One of the things that happens is when things start getting good, it's easy to become complacent. What do I mean? So, I used to work in a, it's a hostile work environment, but it's not hostile from the perspective of people fighting and they're loud and stuff like that. Hostile from the perspective of they ain't have no respect for you. So, it's hostile to your self-image, hostile to your heart, your mind, etc. And when I was there, I was always looking. My eyes were always open. I was listening. I was sensitive because I was like, I don't trust them. I don't trust these people. I don't trust what they say. So I'm, I'm sensitive. And then I get to a place where I'm a lot more comfortable and I drop my guard. And as soon as I drop my guard, then I get blindsided by a situation or by someone or whatever when I least expect it. And what happens is as soon as things change, as soon as things get better, we put our sword down. We put our guard down. We're not looking around anymore. We're chilling. We're no longer as sensitive spiritually as we were before when we were in a battle. Because in the heat of the battle, you're paying attention. You're looking at everything. Your eyes are open. You're super sensitive. And God says, stay woke spiritually. It's only my father says. He says, even as a soldier, when you're not fighting, when you win the battle and you guys are partying and waving a flag, he's like, you don't put your weapon down to wave a flag. You tie the flag to the end of your weapon and you wave the flag in the air just in case because you never know. The children of Israel, they got out of Egypt. They were happy. They got to the Red Sea. And you know what? Egypt was coming back for them after. And it doesn't matter what victory you've won. It doesn't matter what God has done and where he's taken you. You have to always keep your eyes open just in case the enemy comes back. And that's something Brother Donnie knows. You know, you can't be a soldier. You get out there. Even if you win, who knows if there's a remnant somewhere, if somebody's hiding somewhere. Who knows while you're walking away, happy. And I, that's why Angel and I, when Angel and I watch movies, Angel knows how I be. In the last scene, it looks like the hero won a victory. And then they be hugging each other and they, they slow kissing and stuff. Yo, yo, keep your eyes open. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I mean, you just you just beat like eight men. What if there's somebody hiding somewhere? Relax. This is not the time to celebrate. Get out of the air. And that, that's how I be when I watch these movies. I was like, why is everybody, but you know I love you. I love you, not now. Like, you're still in the war zone. And it's easy when you win a battle to relax. 
to chill. And God says, stay woke virtually. So he says, be sober, be well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. Nobody wants to be that person who's always looking around, who's always got one eye open. But that's how we're supposed to be as Christians, unfortunately. I mean, the whole concept of a safe space, you know where the, you know where your safe space is? Heaven. When you get to heaven, you're in a safe space. Until you get to heaven, you're in a war zone. So even when you feel like you're comfortable, I'm among friends, I can relax myself, you never know. Because Jesus chilling around among his disciples, and then all of a sudden, the devil gets on Peter. And Jesus had to be like, yo, yo, Peter. He didn't call him on Peter. He was like, Satan, get thee behind me. How Satan get in the crew? Satan was never in the crew. He just jumped on Peter. And Peter wasn't a bad guy. Just Peter had himself vulnerable. He was in his flesh. He was in his feelings. And the devil jumped on Peter. And next thing you know, Jesus, who thought he was in a safe space with his disciples, all of a sudden, the devil was there. And the devil was also on, what's the other guy? Judas. Right there in Jesus' crew. So you paying your attention. You think you're cool. You think you're in a safe space. You're in a comfortable place. And the devil right there. So my thing is, the only safe space for a Christian is heaven. When you get to heaven, you're going to be 100% safe. Until you get to heaven, you always have one eye open. You always have one eye open. You never knew. I mean, I trust your brother, but you never knew. Because if the devil could jump on Peter, you never know. One eye open. We're waving our flag and the flag tied to the end of my sword. We wave it. Everybody say, wave your flag. It tied to the end of the sword. Because just in case somebody start acting crazy, somebody start acting a fool, and things pop off, you ready. As they said, you're dancing with your boots on. Just in case somebody somebody lose their mind, lose a screw to their brain, you're ready. You stay ready. Mommy was talking about the armor of God last night. You stay with that armor when you're sleeping in the armor. You're like this. Somebody's like, oh gosh, you're not, you're not uncomfortable. Yes, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm safe. Are uncomfortable in this armor, but are safe. I was like, boy, take your thing off now. Nope. Your breastplate right next to you there, just in case. Grab that thing right quick. You're sleeping with your sword and your, your shield right next to you. It was like, oh gosh, put the shield away now. You're not in a war zone. Until I reach the heaven, I'm in a war zone. Stay woke spiritually. Because you got to be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. He's always looking for somebody to eat. He stays hungry. At work, where I am, I always tell the team that I work with, I say, guys, stay hungry because we out here trying to eat. That's how I talk to my team. We out here trying to eat. Let's go win this stuff. Let's go eat. And that's how the enemy is. He's just looking around like, mm-hmm. I mean, your prayer meeting was on fire. And I saw you come out the prayer meeting. He out there just looking around like, mm-hmm. Any food out there? Any fresh meat? Huh? As you walk out of church, fresh meat. Mm-mm-mm. He licking his lips like, who out here ready to get eaten up? Huh? You come out of a praise service. You're feeling sweet. There's only glory in that place. Only glory. You come out here. You're dripping with anointing. And the enemy outside like, mm-hmm. Licking his lips. Are ready to eat. Are ready to eat. He's seeking someone to devour. And you have to make sure you're not going to be the one he's devouring. You have to stay vigilant. You cannot drop your guard. You cannot be like, hey, hey, boy, that quarantine. I spent real time in God's presence during the quarantine, boy. Hey, if you see church, I read my Bible. I was in worship. I dance on video. If you see church, if you see church, I real pray. If you see me during the quarantine and you come out the quarantine as a spiritual giant and the enemy just there waiting for, it's waiting for you to lapse. Just you lapse. Stay woke spiritually. 
And as the Lord told me, he's like, don't get complacent. You start making progress. Things start looking good. You start feeling the presence of the Lord. You start getting some wisdom. You start getting a little power. You start sniffing a little power. You're like, mm, what's that smell? That's the glory. I'm smelling the glory. You start smelling the glory. And you know what happened? God is like, I'm going to give you some smelling sauce to wake you up. <gasps> what's that? Smelling sauce. Wake up. You're smelling the glory. It's sweet. And I see you. You start to sleep. He's like, you start smelling the glory too much. I'm going to give you some smelling sauce. Wake up. Stay woke spiritually. Verse 9. But resist him. Be firm in your faith. This is very important. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable. Be firm in your faith. How can I be firm in my faith? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We talked about that yesterday. When you have a word from the Lord, you have to hold on to that word from the Lord. And we talked about it the day before, that when you have a word from the Lord, you can find your identity in that word. And you have to be firm in your faith because that's what he's coming after, that word. Against his attack, rooted, established, immovable. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. In other words, be woke spiritually. Be alert and cautious at all times. In other words, be woke spiritually. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. How? Be firm in your faith against his attack. Rooted, established, immovable. I said, rooted, listen, get these words, established, immovable. How am I going to resist him? I need to be rooted, established, immovable in my faith. How? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So I have to say to myself, God says, stay woke spiritually because the enemy is coming. And when he comes, he's coming for the word. How am I going to win when he shows up? I must be immovable, immovable. I must be sober. I must be well balanced. One thing you are going to realize, I told Pastor Angel, the Lord showed me this a long time ago. He said, Donald, you cannot try to impose your opinion on the word of God. What does that mean? You can't cherry pick only scriptures that agree with what you want to say. Which means if you find a scripture that disagrees with your position, you must be courageous enough to take that scripture and wrestle with the fact that it does not agree with the other scripture that you have and reconcile them, which is hard work. It is hard work to look in the Bible and see a scripture saying one thing, see a scripture saying something else and say, all right, I am going to do the hard work of reconciling this because that's how you become well balanced. You can't just tell people one side and you know there are scriptures saying another side. It's too easy to just give you one side. It's too easy. It's easy to cherry pick and say, listen, this is what the word says. And just only give you one side, knowing there's other things. And God says, it's all right to wrestle with the fact that there is another position. And you, you don't want to go there, but you have to. Just so that you can be well balanced. And that is part of being sober as a Christian. Where I need to be well balanced. That's part of me staying woke. I understand the Bible is telling me this. But I also understand if I go in another book, it's saying this. And I need to now reconcile the two, which is always difficult. But when I reconcile the two, I finally 
find balance and it gives me stability where I can resist the enemy. I can be firm in my faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable. Because think about it. If I'm a tree and all of my roots are in one direction, all the roots went this way. When the breeze blows, if the breeze comes in the right direction, in line with where my roots are supporting me, I am strong. But if a contrary breeze blows, contrary to the direction of my roots, I am weak. And God says, being well balanced means I am willing to take the scriptures that send my roots left, take the scriptures that send my roots right, take the scriptures that send my roots forward, back in all different directions and say, I know it's hard to reconcile all of this. I know it doesn't all say the same thing and it's hard to understand how we could say this, but still say something else somewhere else. That's fine. That's how your roots get spread out. So whatever direction the enemy comes, you cannot fall. And that is important because if you grew up with a one-sided faith, all it takes is somebody else to show you in the Bible something that completely contradicts what you've been learning your whole life and you're not emotionally prepared for it and it can knock you over. Your whole life, you just learn one thing and you hold on to it, you hold on to it. And then somebody comes and says, open your Bible. Let me show you something completely contrary. And they hit you with one scripture, hit you with a second one, hit you with a third one and you wasn't emotionally prepared and it drive you nuts you don't know what to do with yourself and god says you gotta be balanced you gotta be balanced that's how you can stay strong your roots gotta be going in every single direction you gotta open that bible and every perspective that it offers even if it contradicts what you grew up with even if it contradicts what you heard sunday even if it contradicts you gotta take it all embrace it it's all in the bible and you have to reconcile it that's part of your maturity as a christian do the hard work be sober be vigilant be firm in your faith against his attack rooted established immovable boom in your face stay woke spiritually james 4 6 to 8 i'm not telling you anything that i don't do i mean there's nothing worse for a preacher than to have a real sweet message ready and you're studying the scriptures and then you find a scripture that disagrees with with, with your whole premise i mean that's the worst because then you have to think all right i could hide the scripture and not tell people and stick with the ones i have and my message will come across real good or i could grow up and take this scripture that contradicts the premise of my message and find a way to reconcile this wrestle with this and do the hard thing and say god on. this don't say what i taught you to him and he's like well time to wrestle time to send your roots in a different direction and the reason why it's better to embrace it up front is because don't let the devil use somebody else with that scripture you chose not to embrace to now throw you off Anybody can do that if you already said, but I read that already. I already know what it says. Why? And I know it says something else. And let me tell you why what that says works with what I'm saying. It all works because I already wrestled with that. My roots in all kinds of directions, I'm stable. Anyway, stay woke spiritually. James 4, 6 to 8, Amplified. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. So submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So the law says stay woke spiritually. And for you to stay woke, 
for you to resist the devil who is prowling around hungry, licking his lips like a roaring lion, looking at you thinking fresh meat, lunch in the building, lunch in the building when he sees you come out of church. The only way you are not lunch is with seven. Submit to the authority of God. He gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. So submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So we already said you have to stand firm in your faith, be immovable in your faith, but for the enemy to lose. If you want him to run from you instead of you running from him, you have to stand firm in your faith. How am I going to stand firm in my faith? I have to submit to the authority of God. And here is one of the best ways to submit to the authority of God. Submit to the authority of God's word. What does he say in the book? I am going to submit to the authority of his word. When I submit to the authority of his word, I can then walk in the authority of his word. When I walk in the authority of his word, I can resist the devil and devil flees. If I'm going to stay woke spiritually, I must submit to the authority of God's word. When I submit to the authority of God's word, I can then walk in the authority of God's word. All of my authority is delegated. I have no authority in my own flesh, to my own self. Hence, for me to get authority, I have to be under authority. And for me to be under authority, I have the word of God that I must submit to. So I submit to this authority and I receive that authority. I have no authority that I have not been submitted to because my authority is delegated. God says, I delegate to you this authority. How do I get it? You have to submit to this authority. So if I submit to the authority of the word, I get the authority of the word. And if I have the authority of the word, the enemy has to flee. My authority comes from the authority I submit to. And I'm submitting to the authority of the word of God. So I can then walk in the authority of God. Stay woke spiritually. Mark 4, 13 to 20, Amplified. You're going to hear this scripture over and over and over. I, I know you heard it last night, and I know we used it yesterday, and we're using it over and over and over. Mark 4, 13 to 20, Amplified. Then he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand and grasp the meaning of all the parables? The sower sows the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation. These in the first group are the ones along the road where the word is sown, but when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word which has sown in them. Stop right there. So as soon as you get some revelation, as soon as you get a good solid word, those of you who have been milking this opportunity that God has given us in this quarantine, you get real free time. So you're reading books, you're watching, preaching in the morning, lunchtime, nighttime. I mean, in the middle of the night, you wake up and you say, let me take a little quick snack. And you can go online and you catch somebody live in the middle of the night, hitting you with some word and you're eating good. And God says, the enemy is trying to snatch every word you get, especially if it's a good one. He's trying to snatch it. He's like, hey, she just get a real good word, boy. Let me come and take that right quick. And you have to stay woke spiritually. You have to say to yourself, if I get a good word, I need to have one eye open. If I get a good word, I'm looking around like, who trying to steal this? Every conversation I'm in, I'm watching it like, I hope you ain't trying to steal this word. I'm just saying. I mean, I ain't, I ain't judging you, but I just hope 
him. He ain't trying to steal this word. Every time I turn on the radio and I hear something, I hope they ain't trying to steal this word. When I turn on the TV, I'm like, I hope you ain't trying to steal this word because you ain't getting this word. I just, I'm just saying. You know, conversation, you're like, I hope you ain't trying to steal this word. You go out to the grocery store and you're looking around. Every time you see a sign, you're like, I hope that sign ain't trying to steal this word. I'm just saying. I am just saying. I hope you ain't trying to steal this word. Somebody send you a text and you're thinking, I hope you ain't trying to steal this word. Your phone rang. Hey, how you doing? Good. And you're thinking, I hope you ain't trying to steal this word. I say I'm watching because nobody taking this word. The sower sows the word and you know the enemy is coming trying to snatch it. So if your eyes always open like, I mean, that was a good word. So now I'm looking around. Because you don't come out of a good word assuming you're in a safe space. Like, you're coming out like this. You never know. Because I tell you, he waiting outside. The enemy waiting outside. And he like, look, every time every time somebody, a Christian come out of a good worship session, fresh meat, fresh meat, a smelling barbecue. As you walk outside, a smelling barbecue. Look at that one. That look like curry, curry. And you have to think to yourself, he better not be talking about you. He not taking that word. None happening because what's the point after all of this and he come and snatch that from you he not snatching it you have the other groups of course we talk about group 16 and 17 yesterday morning if you were here yesterday morning we talk about the third group the ones who have no root in themselves and persecution taken from them and then we talk about the, the other group the thorns where the cares of this world took it from them today we talk about the group the first one who the enemy just snatch it because you're not paying attention you let somebody come and tell you something and then all of a sudden you didn't realize that word gone and the next one you're like look you have no roots and here's the scripture verse 17 and and they have no real root in themselves. Let me go from verse. Let me read the people. Read the people's scripture. Verse 16. In a similar way, these in the second group are the ones on whom seed was sown on rocky ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, but accept it only superficially. And they have no real root in themselves. So they endure only for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, why did the trouble and persecution come? Because of the word. Which means if you get the word, you expect something's coming to take it. Either the enemy is going to come and try to take it or trouble and persecutions come and try to take it. But something's coming for that word. Immediately, they are offended and displeased at being associated with me and stumble and fall away. Somebody's going to get offended. Somebody's going to offend you. Sometimes the person who gave you the word is the one who offends you. I've had people come to our church and be offended by a word that to us was harmless. I mean, there are some words where we expect people to be offended. And then there's some words where you're like, what? What offend that, that offended you? And you think, how did you get offended from that? Like that? Now, I can tell you something to offend you. I mean, I have some stuff I would love to tell you right now that I know will offend you. But that is not it. You could have hung around longer and I would have truly, genuinely offended you. But no, before you give me a chance to really offend you, you get offended by something that it was nothing. What are you doing offended? What's wrong with you? Trying to steal a word. Trying to steal a word. And you have to say to yourself, I am not letting the devil look at me like fresh meat when I come out of church. Look at me like fresh meat when I come out of prayer meeting. Look at me like fresh meat when I come out of worship trying to steal my word. I'm not getting offended by anybody. I'm not getting offended by the person who gave me the word in the first place. I'm not getting offended by the usher. I'm not getting offended by the parking lot person. I'm not getting offended by anybody. You're not taking my word. You're not taking my word. I am going to stay woke spiritually. Stay woke spiritually. I have one eye open. I come up with a word like this. Everybody's like, what's wrong with you? You don't worry about me. You don't worry about me. Why are you acting like that? Acting like what? You trying to steal my word? Oh gosh, calm down now. You know when trying to steal the word? Somebody trying to steal my word. Is it you? I have one eye. I'm just checking you out. That's all. I'm an eye on you. I'm an eye on you. You might be the one. Is it you? Is it you? Skip, skip, skip to verse 20. And those in the last group are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil and they hear the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation and 
accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times as much as was sowed. Here is the point. Until the word you have received has borne fruit in your life, you have not received the full benefit of that word because the word is a seed. So it is great to celebrate the seed. Like seeds are great to celebrate. Like if I'm a farmer and I have seed, it's great to celebrate sowing seed, which means I can come out of a church service and be like, that was real good. Oh gosh, that word, that word. That is celebrating seed. Boy, that conference was amazing. If you see word, that is celebrating seed. Boy, I just read that book. Whoa, that is celebrating seed. Boy, that radio program was up. That is celebrating seed. Boy, I was watching on TV and that is celebrating seed. You have to celebrate fruit. Let me just check my ears. You have to celebrate fruit until that seed germinates in your heart and bears fruit and you have fruit to show, you have to continue to guard and protect that seed. You have to stay woke spiritually because as long as the enemy can get that word before it bears fruit, he got the word. It's all right to celebrate seed. Seed time is a great time to celebrate. Boy, we rail sow seed. That is time to celebrate. Fine. But you can't eat seed. That seed, you have to protect it. You have to feed it. You have to water it until the day comes when your life looks like what you read. When your life looks like what was said. When your life looks like what you've been believing. Then you celebrate. You celebrate fruit. Boy, fruit was real good. Great. You're celebrating seed. Until your life looks like what you just heard. Until your life looks like what was just said. Until your life looks like what you just read. You're protecting that seed because you need fruit. I need to see fruit in my life of what I've received from the word? Where am I seeing it in my life? Where in my life is the word manifested? Where can I see the word that I heard? Where am I experiencing the word that I heard? Until that day comes, that word is still vulnerable. The enemy is still trying to take it. People still trying to contradict it. Until that day comes, you have one eye open. You never know. You never know. One month later, somebody's still trying to take that word from your life. You can't take my word? Oh gosh, calm down now. Gosh, why can I that? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. You want me to calm down because you probably have your eye on my word. I don't have the fruit yet, so I am not dropping my God. Until I see it with my own eyes, manifest in my life, I am protecting that word. Listen, it's our word I protecting from five years ago. It didn't happen yet. I'm still protecting it. You can't take it. Because what's the point until I have it in my life manifested for me to drop my God? I'm still protecting that word. It didn't happen yet, which means I don't have the fruit. Which means I have to protect it. I have to protect it. I didn't get any fruit yet. I'm protecting it. Tell your neighbor, stay woke spiritually. Stay woke spiritually. I mean, letting somebody come and take that from you. Protect the seed until it becomes fruit. Many of us, we celebrate seed time. Boy, if you see seed, boy, my church are real seed. If you see seed in my church, real seed is real seed. Wait, where is the fruit? Until there's fruit, what's the point? Hmm? Boy, I have real mango seed in the back of my house. If you see mango seed in the back of my house, nobody wants to see your mango seed. Like nobody gets excited. Boy, that man has real mango seed. Nobody, nobody cares. Boy, that man had real mango trees. Still, nobody cares. But the day you say, that man had real mango, everybody's like, did you say mango? Yep, he said mango. Celebration time. We coming. We don't care about the seed. We don't
don't care about the tree. But when we see mango, we are very interested. And God says, until it gets to the point of fruit, what are we celebrating? What are we hyping up? Fruit is the goal. Fruit is the goal. Seed is the beginning. I'm not coming by you. I'm not hype over your mango seed. Who cares? I'm not hype about your mango trees. Who cares? We get some mango and say, Pastor, we are mango. Now we talking. Pastor Angel, mango. Let me go. We lime in. Why? Fruit is the goal. Psalm 119 verses 9 to 11 amplified. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping watch on himself according to your word, conforming his life to your precepts. With all my heart, I have sought you, inquiring of you and longing for you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, neither through ignorance nor by willful disobedience. Your word I have treasured and stored in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm. He says, how? How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping watch on himself according to your word. So when we say, hey, stay woke spiritually. How can I stay woke spiritually? I keep watch on my own self according to your word. I conform my life to your precepts. I need to see fruit in my life, which means I take that word and I begin to incorporate that word into my life until my life looks like what I read. Until my life looks like what I have heard. Until my life looks like what I have understood that the Lord is saying. I keep watch on myself according to your word. I stay woke by all always looking at the word and ensuring that my life is being conformed to that word. I'm not being conformed to the world. I'm being conformed to the word. It is transforming me into what I'm reading. It is transforming me into what I'm seeing. It is transforming me into what I'm hearing. The word. With all my heart, I've sought you, inquiring of you and longing for you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, neither through ignorance nor by willful disobedience. Lord, help me not to be ignorant and make ignorant decisions. Help me not to willfully disobey what it is your teaching neither is good i don't want to be ignorant and i don't want to be the person who knows and still doesn't do what you tell me and then he says let me explain this to you your word i have treasured and stored in my heart that i may not sin against you i'm taking that word and i am storing that word i'm treasuring that word in my heart and then i'm protecting it because i know the enemy wants it i'm not going to let him take it from me because i know that word is what's going to change my life i know that if i can hold on to this word long enough i will be able to see this word in my life and that's what I want but it takes time so I have to protect that word until the day comes when that word grows into fruit in my life can't let that word be taken from me I store it in my heart and I protect it that I may not sin against you nobody's taking that word and yes I might be around people that I believe believe the same way I believe I said I might be around people I believe believe the same way I believe but still I have one eye open because you never know I tell you one day in the same chapter if you guys who are here. I can't go back to all the scriptures. If you were here for a previous meditation, in the same chapter, Jesus looks at Peter. He says, Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the son of God, the Christ, son of the living God. In the same chapter, Peter comes to Jesus and says, you ain't going to no cross and reprimands Jesus. And Jesus looks at Peter, the same Peter he just said, ooh, you are a rock. You used to be a little rock, but on this big rock, I'll build my church. Same Peter, a couple verses down, he says, get behind me, Satan. Peter, who heard from God, as to who Jesus is, came and told Jesus something contrary to what his father said. Peter was used by the enemy to try to steal from Jesus' heart the word that he had concerning what he was supposed to do. So if that could happen with Jesus, 
doctors. Where you think it happened with you? So I ain't talking about stay woke just with the OB man and the witch doctor. Stay woke with everybody. Er, everybody. Your eye like this. Just look at everybody like this. I have treasured that word. Nobody's taking that word from me. I don't care. You're not taking it. No, brother. No, no, brother. You don't need to be so stiff. I don't want to hear you. You're not stealing my word. You're not stealing my word. Until this word bears fruit in my life, I'm not letting go of this word. I'm going to see what I have read. I'm going to see what I've said. I'm going to see what I've heard. And I'm going to hold on to this word until that day comes. Until I see fruit, I'm not letting you in my heart to take this word from me. I'm staying woke spiritually. I am staying woke spiritually. Let me calm down. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23, Amplified. My son, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. Watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life. So here's Solomon beginning this conversation with, I want you to pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. One of the secrets to being able to see the word of God be a fruit in your life is you have to be willing to pay very close attention to the words that you're receiving from the Lord. And you have to be willing to learn. Anybody who's not willing to learn does not get the opportunity to see the word of God be a fruit in their lives. You have to be willing to learn. If somebody's giving you the word of God and it's the word of God for real, take it. Because God is giving you an opportunity to see some fruit five years down the line, five months down the line. He's like, I'm sowing this into you right now for the future. Right now, you may not need it. Right now, you're living off the word from two years ago. Right now, you're living off the word from six months ago. And God is like, I'm giving you word now for six months in the future. It's going to bear fruit in a year, but I'm giving it to you right now. And you have to be willing to learn. You can't be like, well, I don't need that right now. That's not relevant to me. He's like, it's not relevant to you today. It's going to be relevant to you in a year. Take that word right now. Be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them at the center of your heart. So here's what he says. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. That same word. Open your ears. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. Mm. Something happens when you begin to understand the true value of the word of God. You see, people who have begun bearing fruit in their lives understand how important the word of God is. And as a result, they treat the word of God like a solid gold. They want that word. They value that word. They're not going to let that word escape from their sight. They're not going to let that word not enter through their ears. They're going to be willing to learn. They're going to pay attention to the word of God. It's going to be in the center of their heart. Those are the kind of people that bear fruit. And those are the kind of people that God wants to sow these words into. All these words you've been receiving, God says, I want to see fruit in a month, in two months, in three months, in six months, in a year two years, we are going to see the fruit of what you received. And God says, the only way you're going to bear fruit is if you save it, you protect it, you open your ears, you, you don't let it escape from your sight, you keep it in the center of your heart. He says, because these words are life to those who find them. For they are life to those who find them. These words are life. And they are healing and health to all their flesh. The words can bring healing and health. And then he says, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. So before you even get to the conversation, 
conversation of watch over your heart with all diligence, you have to first understand this is in the context of keeping the word in your heart, protecting the word. He's like, you know why I want you to watch over your heart with all diligence? You know why? Because that's where the word is and I want you to protect it. For from it flow the springs of life. He's like, from that heart where that word is, that's where this new life that you're walking into is going to come from. It's coming out of your heart. How did it come out of your heart? Because that's where the word went and it's coming out from there. And God's like, the fruit that you've been desirous of is going to come out of your heart. How? Because you let the word into your heart and you protected it so that one day that word grew and grew and grew. And every time we watered it, every time we fed it, we fertilized it with more word and we gave you more word and we reinforced that word and you keep realizing everything you hear is connected and you realize God is speaking about the same thing from different ways because he's taking the same word and he's watering it, fertilizing it, strengthening it, feeding it because he's saying, if I can feed this word and if you can protect it, I will water and feed it and, and I'll manure it and I'll put fertilizer on it until the day comes that that word grows until it bears fruit and then you look like what you've read, you look like what you've said, you look like what you've heard and then you can say, now I have fruit. It was worth it. It was all worth it because now I have fruit. Protect your heart. What's in your heart? The word. And God is saying, stay woke spiritually. Don't drop your guard. Don't think I'm good. I'm safe. The only completely safe space for a Christian is heaven. I said the only completely safe space for a Christian is heaven. If I'm going to be safe on the earth, the presence of the Lord is all I have. That is my heaven on earth. God is like, if you're in my presence, you could be safe on earth, but that is your heaven on earth. That's the only safe space, heaven. Either you're in heaven where God is, or God bring heaven down and you're in his presence where he is, but you got to be in heaven, heaven, up heaven, here where he is with you. Either he down here with you or you're up there with him, but that's your only safe space. Outside of that, the enemy looking at you like fresh meat, fresh meat, burritos, burritos, looking at you like burritos, I ready to eat, curry crab, I ready to eat, and you have to say to yourself, you're not getting this word, and don't send anybody, don't send anybody because I'm sending them back, ain't nobody getting this word. Until I get fruit, nobody taking this out of my heart. Matthew 16, 1 to 12, Amplified. Now the Pharisees and Sadducees came up and testing Jesus to get something to use against him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven, which will support his divine authority. But he replied to them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and has a threatening look. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and morally unfaithful generation craves a miraculous sign, but no sign will be given to it, except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then he left them and went away. When the disciples reached the other side of the sea, they realized that they had forgotten to bring bread. Jesus said to them, Watch out and be on guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They began to discuss this among themselves, saying, He said that because we did not bring bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, You men of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves that you did not, that you have no bread? Do you still not understand or remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets? you picked up or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many large baskets you picked up? How is it that you fail to understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the false teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So Jesus warned his disciples about false teaching. He said, beware, stay woke 
spiritualist, my disciples. I am going to teach you all kinds of things. I have been teaching you heavenly wisdom and revelation, and the Pharisees are going to try to confuse you. They're going to try to take this word from you. They're going to teach you things that contradict what I'm telling you. Beware. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And he says that to the disciples. He says that to us. You are going to learn some things that came straight from the heart of God. And then you're going to hear some things that are not from the heart of God. And you have to be able to protect yourself from the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And those two groups were spiritual leaders. They were not people from the outside. They were the spiritual leaders of the Jews. And God was like, look, disciples, they are going to try to take from you what I have given you. Beware. So when we say stay woke spiritually, we're not just saying stay woke because you never know who's a witch. You never know who's a Obi man or Obi a woman. You never know who working in all kind of strange dark magic. Yes, we're talking about that group. Yes. We're also talking about a group of religious people who will tell you things that aren't from God, but it sounds a lot like it came from God. I mean, you could have swear that that was from God and God is like, it's coming. If it's not already there, it's coming. Or you already have it and it's wrestling on the inside of you when God gives you something fresh because you let that end up in your heart and it's waiting to gobble up the word when the word comes. And you have to say, I must protect my heart from the false teaching. I must protect my heart from anything that contradicts the word of God. And I have to say, it has to be really my responsibility to ensure that this word that I receive, nobody takes it from me with contradicting information. I mean, I know that is what Pastor Donnell say, but blah, blah, blah. Pastor Donnell, did you not read it in the scripture? I mean, who's he hearing nothing? Now, this famous guy, this famous guy said something different. And let me tell you, I don't study. He's nobody. But this famous guy said something completely different. I'm going to listen to this famous guy. And God says, listen to the word of God. Well, I know that's what he said. But this guy who's written 50,000 bucks and a soul 20 million, listen to him. And God says, listen to the word of God. And don't get drawn astray because you miss out on what God has been saying to you because you let somebody else take it from you. Listen to the word of God. Read it. Protect your heart. The enemy is going to come and try to take it from you. Whatever the Lord has put in there, don't let somebody mama guy it away from you. The next thing that God is saying concerning staying woke spiritually is pray. Stay woke spiritually. Pray. Matthew 26, 40 to 41, Amplified. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, so you men could not stay awake and keep watch with me for one hour? Keep actively watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So Jesus goes to the disciples and he's like, you guys couldn't stay woke? Disciples? You couldn't stay woke? You couldn't watch and pray. You couldn't keep praying with me and keep your eye open while you're praying. Somebody's like, why? Why are you praying with your eyes open? Because I'm watching and I'm praying. Lord, I just lift you up right now and I thank you for what you are doing. I like everything that you're doing. I agree with your word and I make declarations from your word. Everybody's like, why is I open? Because he watching and he praying. He watching and he praying. He ain't trying to be deep. He watching and he praying. Say, why are you watching and he praying? 
because he's woke. He's staying woke. I don't understand why he just watch and pray because the Bible says so. I'm watching and I'm praying. I'm watching you too. I'm just watching. I'm watching and I'm praying. Everywhere I look, I'm watching and I'm praying. Huh? I'm watching and I'm praying. Hello. Jesus is saying, y'all couldn't stay woke. Y'all couldn't stay up and watch and pray. He's like, I know. If you keep actively watching and praying, you won't come into temptation. Why? Because your spirit is willing. I know it's hard, but your flesh is weak. Anything that you have to do that the Lord is calling you to do that's causing any kind of discipline or anything that is demanding on your flesh, God is like, that's part of watching and praying. You know, I'll give you an example. So getting up in the morning here to do this, all right? It, I mean, it, initially, it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing. I mean, I'm just like, whenever I wake up, I'm going to get it, whenever that comes. And God is like, I'm just going to wake you up every day, which is exactly what he does. Like, I refuse to put my alarm on. I was like, I'm not putting my alarm. I'm not making myself wake up. I was like, Lord, if you want me up, you're going to wake me up. I'm not making myself wake up. And every morning he's like, wake up. And you know what's up. You're like, here we go. He's like, I want you to stay woke. And I was like, all right, tomorrow, if you wake me up, I'll do this. Wake up. All right, I got to stay woke. And morning by morning, every morning is the same thing. Pass angel knows. Not one morning is my alarm on. I'm not waking up with any alarm to do this. And God is like, wake up. He's like, oh gosh. He wake me up. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Message time. Stay woke spiritually. And Jesus was disappointed when his disciples could not stay watching and praying. He was like, oh, come on, guys. Could you not stay awake and keep watching me for one hour? Could you not stay woke for one hour? Keep actively watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So past in July, we go running. And when we go running, we, we go running in the park. And in the park, there's a lot of geese and a lot of ducks. And the geese and the duck mess up all over the park and all over the path where we're running. So when we're running, we're always staying woke. We're always looking out so we don't step into something. And God is like, listen, the enemy's always trying to set a trap for you. He always has something in your way. There's always a lion mind. He's setting you up. He's always looking for somewhere to get you. He's looking for a gotcha moment. And God is saying, hey, when you're out there, your eyes open. You're looking around. I'm watching. I'm praying. I'm always in the face of God because I'm not taking any chances. You want to be in a safe place? You're going to be in heaven. That's your safe place. And you want to be in a safe place? When heaven comes to earth in the presence of the Lord, that's your safe place. Other than that, what you doing? Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Psalm 5.3 Amplified. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will prepare a prayer and a sacrifice for you and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. That must be our prayer. God, I'm watching. I'm waiting for you to speak to my heart. Remember, this is all about you protecting your heart. That's where the word is. And you're saying, I have a word in my heart and I'm making sure that in the morning, I'm waiting for God's voice. I am praying. I'm giving him that sacrifice of my time because I need to ensure that I don't stop until this word becomes fruit in my life. This seed becomes fruit in my life. Philippians 4, 6 to 9. Amplified. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God and the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours.
He says, don't let anxiety and worry rob you of whatever God put in your heart in every situation, every circumstance and every situation. He's like prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Prayer is so important to protect in your heart. Why is prayer so important to protect in your heart? Prayer allows you to access peace. Why is prayer so important? Prayer allows you to access peace. When you pray with thanksgiving, when you approach God's presence, when you're in the face of God, the peace of God, that peace which reassures your heart, the peace of God, that peace which transcends all understanding, the peace of God, that peace which stands God over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus is yours. So here I am saying, I need to protect this word until I see the fruit of this word and I am going to do it in prayer. And when I go into the place of prayer, God is going to give me peace that reassures my heart. Peace that transcends my understanding. Peace that guards my heart and my mind. So if I want to guard my heart out of which the issues of life are flowing, I pray, I spend time with the Lord because I understand that when I pray, the peace of God guards my heart. The peace of God reassures my heart. The peace of God transcends my understanding. And of course, got to finish the verse. One of Pastor Angel's favorite verses, verse 8 and verse 9. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any evidence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Here we go again. Find the things that are true, the things that are honorable, the things that are worthy of respect, the things that are right, and the things that are confirmed by God's word. What is it that's confirmed by God's word? What is it that you know that's confirmed by God's word? Find those things. What is pure? What is wholesome? What is lovely? What brings you peace? What is admirable? What is of good repute? If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. What does he mean by that? He says, center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Again, you are making sure that the word you have received is in an environment where it can grow. And if the word of God is in your heart and you want that word to grow until it becomes fruit, you are controlling the environment of your heart. If I sow a seed in the soil, I am controlling that soil to ensure that seed can grow. So I'm making sure it has whatever manual it needs. I'm making sure the soil is not acidic. So I'm adding lime to bring a certain level of alkalinity to it. I'm making sure the soil has the right food. I'm making sure I'm protecting the environment where that seed is. So if the word is in my heart and I want to see that word become fruit, I am making sure I'm feeding that word with whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect. I'm feeding my heart with whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. I'm feeding my heart with whatever is pure and wholesome. I'm feeding my heart with whatever is lovely and brings peace. I'm feeding my heart with whatever is admirable and of good repute. I'm feeding my heart with excellence, things that are worthy of praise. I'm thinking continually on these things. I'm centering my mind on them. Why am I putting them in my heart? They create the kind of environment that the word of God 
that already has been sown or will be sown into it, that kind of environment, they create an environment where it thrives. They may even allow the world's growth to be accelerated because you put the right kind of food, you put the right kind of environment and certain plants, certain seeds grow actually a little faster. And God says, I'm giving you this word and I want you to put the pieces together in the environment of your heart so that that word bears fruit. I'm protecting the word. I want to see results. Verse 9, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. Proverbs 6, 20 to 23, Amplified. My son, be guided by my father's God-given commandment, instruction, and do not reject the teaching oh, yeah, of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart in your thoughts and tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they, the godly teachings of your parents, will guide you. When you sleep, they will keep watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching of the law is light. And reproofs, rebukes for discipline are the way of life. Here is another way that you stay woke spiritually. How do I stay woke spiritually? I submit to my spiritual authority, spiritual parents, spiritual leaders. How do I stay woke spiritually? How do I protect the word of God that's in my heart? I submit to my spiritual authority, my spiritual parents, whoever they are. Proverbs 6, 20 to 23, Amplified. My son, be guided by your father's God-given commandment, instruction, and do not reject the teaching of your mother. This is really important. I had to learn this. I'm not going to lie to you. Grew up in a house with parents who were also my spiritual parents, my natural parents or my spiritual parents. And sometimes you get carried away. You know, you think, well, they have their opinion. I have my opinion. Not realizing they also can hear from God, which makes a big difference. How many of you know when somebody can hear from God, their opinion is not just their opinion. It makes a big difference. So when my dad or my mom says, hey, Don, I think you should do this. I actually started listening because I realized, you know what, Don, the last couple of times they said something and you did it, it was the Lord. Maybe it would be a good idea to follow the instruction of Solomon. Be guided by your father's God-given commandment or instructions and do not reject the teaching of your mother. Why? Because the commandment they're giving you is God-given. Submit to your spiritual authority, your spiritual parents. That's one of the ways that you can stay woke spiritually. That's one of the ways that God can protect you. Bind them continually upon your heart in your thoughts. Tie them around your neck. When you walk out, they, the godly teachings of your parents will guide you. Listen to me, people. When you submit to the spiritual authority that God has given you, as you function in life, you're going to remember the things that they told you. When you sleep, they will keep watch over you, the things that they said. And when you awake, they will talk to you. I can tell you, I don't even live in the same country as my parents. I do not. And you know that. So they don't know anything that's going on unless I tell them or pass angel tell them. And you know what? I could hear their voice. When I was in college, I could hear my mother. I could hear my father. One of the things I used to always tell people, yeah, we'll be all doing something. I'll be like, you know what? I can't be wasting my mother money. Most be like, what's up? What's wrong with you? I could hear my mother's voice. I could hear my father's voice. I hear it. I'm out there doing stuff and I hear them. And I hear them say, listen, Donald, delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. I'll, I'll be wasting time and I'll hear my dad. Dream. Dream. Direct reserved energy admission. Direct reserved energy admission. Dream. Dream. And you try to do what you want and you're hearing it. 
when God gives you parents, and for those of you in the natural, you have parents who have God-given wisdom, and spiritually, you have parents, spiritually, who have God-given wisdom, there is safety in submitting to the authority of your spiritual leaders, spiritual parents. When you walk about, they, the godly teachings of your parents will guide you. When you sleep, they will keep watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. You just hear them. All those years of preaching, all those messages, all those books that you read, they start talking back to you when you're in a situation. They start hearing stuff. You know it's the Lord speaking to you through your spiritual appearance. Verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching of the law is light and reproofs, rebukes for discipline are the way of life. He's like, it's all right to take a little buff. Every now and then, a little buff never hurt anybody. Reproofs, rebukes for discipline are the way of life. That's the way of life. Anybody ever play a sport? You know, coaches could be sometimes. And you know what? You learn and you get good. I think about Manchester United and Sir Ferguson. He was a real hard coach and he was hard on those players. But you know what? They used to win. They used to win. Coach Belichick over there with the New England Patriots, he does what he wants. And those players come and go. And you know what? They won and they took discipline, reproof, rebuke. They took buff and they won. And remember, this is how God says this feeds into your success. Because a lot of us, we can't take no buff. That's why we can't be successful. You have a player who's a diva on a team. The, every team that has a player who's a diva, eventually they get rid of that diva because the person cannot take correction from the coach. If you can't submit to what the coach is saying, you don't win. God is saying, hey, I give you spiritual parents, spiritual authority. It's all right. Take the correction. Listen to what they're saying. It's going to protect you. It's going to protect you. Don't let somebody rob you of what God has for you because people who aren't submitted will try to, what's the word? They'll try to get you out of where God has you. Be like, you let I'm tell you that, boy. If I was you, I would have left that church. I would have left. The last time a pastor tell me that, I walk right out the door. Great. And let me see your life. What does your life look like? So you walked out the door and you're really proud of it. Great. Where is the fruit in your life? I'm looking at you right now and I'm saying to myself, I don't know if that was a good thing. I know you're proud. The last time them come up there and they want to talk to me, tell me what I want, what I need to do. Like them think they know me. They don't know me. Them think I don't know that. Blah, 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 blah. And, and then we look at your life and we're like, look at your life. Your life is a reflection of your lack of honor and respect for your spiritual authority. I don't want to be like you because I'm looking at you and I'm saying you look like how you sound. Your family looks like how you sound. Your finances look like how you sound. Your health looks like how you sound. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like anybody who's rebellious. I don't want to be like them. I was like, I, I don't want to be like you. Like, I'm sure you're happy, but I don't want to be like you. But I don't know how you grew up in a house with your parents, boy. That was real strict. And look at us now. And you, look at you. And you did whatever you wanted, right? I'm sure you're happy. And God says, listen to me. I give you spiritual authority. Submit to them. In there, you will have safety. You will hear their words when you're sleeping. You'll wake up. You'll hear their voice. Their godly teachings will guide you. Their reproofs and their rebukes are a way of life. He said, don't reject their teachings. Be guided by their God-given commandments. God says, I put them there. Stay woke spiritually. And I put people in your life that will help you stay woke. You get the right spiritual parents and they will keep you woke. Every time you doze off, they keep you woke. You know what I'm saying? I told you, once you start smelling yourself, you start smelling good, you start smelling the roses, you start feeling good, God puts leaders in your life that put a little smelling salts on their nose every now and then. So yeah, you're starting to sleep, you're starting to doze off because they're living a good life and they put a little smelling salts. <laughs> what happened? There's a little smelling salts for you. A little smelling salts. You're not woke. I see you dozing off. Look, a little smelling salts. <laughs> a little smelling salts. Wake up. That's 
what Jesus used to do with the disciples. Dream, direct, reserved energy, act, mission. My father used to say, D-R-E-M, used to say while I was growing up. Dream, direct, reserved energy, act, mission. In other words, every time you have free time, every time you have free energy, why not use it for the mission? What am I trying to accomplish with my life? I should take my free time and my free energy and focus on that. That's one of the many lessons I learned from my dad. I didn't even learn most of what my dad said. I didn't learn most of it. My brother learned more than me. So a lot of what I learned from my dad, I learned it through my brother because he listened more than I listened. And he would tell me all the stuff dad used to say. He said, like, listen, dad used to say this. Dad used to say, listen, if you have money and you need to get something done, do it now because you never know what happens to money. If you have money and you need to get something done, do it now because you never know what happens to money. You have to make a big purchase, a big investment. You have a debt you need to pay off. God says, do it now if you have the money now because you never know. Don't wait because something can happen and take the money and then you don't get to do it. That's one of the things that he teaches. Another thing that he teaches, he said, listen, time will pass regardless, which means if I am trying to accomplish something and I know it's going to take me five years, six years, six years is still going to pass. So I could invest the six years of my life in getting that thing accomplished or I could do nothing. And in six years, six years still pass. So make a decision. You want to accomplish it or not? Then spend the six years doing what it is you want to accomplish because six years still going to pass. So it's going to take six years, right? Life is still going to take six years. And I just give you two or three things. That's the kind of stuff that they say. And you don't forget that. And God will put spiritual parents in your life. Listen to what they say. Hebrews 13, 17, Amplified. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, recognizing their authority over you. For they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare as those who will give an account of their stewardship of you. Let them do this with joy and not with grief and groans. For this would be of no benefit to you. And I know it's hard, especially in Western culture, to obey someone. I know. Because I'm like, look, we're free. This is not a monarchy. We have no kings. Our leaders, they have nothing over us. We have to choose to submit to them. We're free. And God says, with your free will, obey your spiritual leaders. Submit to them. Recognize the authority over you. For a very specific reason, they are keeping watch over your souls. Who would have thought? You're thinking you're watching over your own soul. And yes, you are. And then God says, I give you an extra layer of protection. And the layer of protection comes from your spiritual leadership. And they are continually guarding your spiritual welfare. Why? Because they will give an account of their stewardship of you. So God says, I put a responsibility on your spiritual leaders to watch over your soul. So if you need to protect your soul, if you need to be safe, if you need to stay woke spiritually, God puts you under leaders who ensure that you stay safe. They do what they can to protect you. And then the scripture says, please let them do this with joy. Let them do this with joy. Let them lead you with joy. Let them enjoy it and not with grief and groans. For this would be of no benefit to you. So when you have people who are led by spiritual leadership, these people can make it enjoyable for the leaders or they can make it hard where the leaders now are leading them with grief and groans. Who wants to have spiritual leadership who are grieving and groaning over you? The scripture says, for this would be of no benefit to you. In other words, if you think you're going to win because you cuss out the pastor, like we have people here who cuss out the pastor. I mean, they cuss out the pastor. You're blankety blank, blank, blank. What you feel it is, blankety blank, blank, blank. If you feel by cussing out the pastor or by telling him a piece of your mind, well, I show him, he feel he coming up to me, telling me what to do, like he think he know me. If you feel like there's any benefit to you by putting the woman of God in her place, listen, I tell she what she needs to hear 
here because she thinks she can look at me funny like she's something like I just prophesy to. She just prophesy. I just prophesy. She know the word. I know the word. And she thinks she can tell me what to do. And God is saying, listen to me. You're not going to win. Listen, the kind of disrespect I have faced, the kind of disrespect my wife has faced, my parents have faced, the apostles that we submit to anywhere we are, Apostle Dan, Apostle Phillips, everybody that we know, the disrespect that we have encountered, the, the nonsense people have told us to our face. And you say to yourself, you think you're going to win? Like, do you think when you're done and you show us, man, boy, well, I let him have it. You're going to walk away and you're going to win. Like, like you haven't done anything to our lives. I mean, you made it hard to lead you, but our life's still sweet. When we're done, God still blessed us. I mean, we did our part. And if you think you're going to come and disrespect your pastor, disrespect your spiritual leader, disrespect your pastor's wife, disrespect your elder, disrespect the worship leader, the people God put to lead, your, your, your youth ministry leader, people, I mean, cost them and I tell them, I tell them, let me tell you, they come up in here talking about they know what they're Let me it's not a lady, right? I mean, she was like, Look, the child come in my house. Will I let them stay downstairs? Wow, you can't come in inside this house. What I'm told you, disrespect. And God says, That will be of no benefit to you. That's a nice way of saying, Listen to me, you're not gonna win. That's a fight that you're gonna be fighting God. You're gonna be like Aaron and Miriam who disrespect Moses. That's what Aaron and Miriam does. Moses, Moses, marry a black woman. Moses think he's gonna come up in here like he's the only person because he from God and God was like Miriam Aaron come on sir Moses come you think in your right mind you're going to disrespect Moses and I'm not going to jump in the middle God is like y'all think you're going to disrespect Moses and I'm not going to be like what like who wants some of this think about it ladies and gentlemen God has put people in your life spiritual leaders to protect your soul to protect your soul very important God has put spiritual leaders in your life to protect your soul that is very important now think about it how else do I stay woke how else do I protect my soul. Prophets. God has put prophets in your life to help you stay woke spiritually. God has put prophets in your life to help you stay woke spiritually. I said, I woke up this morning and God said, stay woke spiritually. And he says, you want to stay woke spiritually? I send you prophets. I send prophets to help you stay woke spiritually. Jeremiah 6, 16 to 18. Amplified. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is. Then walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. I have said, watchmen, prophets over you, saying, listen and pay attention to the warning sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. Therefore, hear, O Gentile nations, and see, O congregation, what vengeful act is to be done to them. God says, I have set watchmen, prophets over you. And they're saying, listen and pay attention to the warning sound of the trumpet. God, he keeps us woke, he sends prophets and the word that comes from the prophets are like spiritual smelling salts. You sleeping, you're snoring, you're complacent, and then God sends a prophet with spiritual smelling salts. You're sleeping and the prophet comes, give you words, put the smelling salts by your nose. No, no, what, 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 what? That is a nice prophecy for you. You're sleeping, you're complacent. What, 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 what? God just put some spiritual smelling salts in your nose so you can wake up. He was like, I send you prophets and prophets give you words that are like spiritual smelling salts. If you're sleeping, God says, I know how to wake you up. I will send prophets. They will be watchmen over you. Listen and pay attention to the warning sound of the trumpet. God will send prophets and they will speak a word and you need to listen to what those prophets say because he sent them to speak and you have to hear what they're saying. And then to those of us who are actually the 
prophets that God has sent is for you. Ezekiel 3, 16 to 21, Amplified. Because some of us are the prophets. The rest of us need to listen to the prophets. And some of us, we are the prophets. And God has called us to release the spiritual smelling salts so that people who are sleeping can wake up. Stay woke spiritually. And one of the ways you stay woke spiritually is through the prophets. And God says, there are some of you I'm talking to right now. You are the prophets. Your role is to stay woke and then keep everybody else woke. That is your job. You are that watchman. Yeah, you're looking around for a word and God is like, you look, you looking for a word? Where are you looking for a word? You have the word. You looking for a word? God, I'm looking for a word. God is like, don't look for a word. Not you. You are the word. You just, you the prophet. So I want you to give people the word. You're not looking for a word. Some of us are looking around for a word and God is like, well, well, why are you looking? You are the one with the word. Everybody else looking for a word because you are the one who's supposed to give it. Anyway, you know who you are. All of you who in the cloud, all of you who fellowshipping with God, all of you who are friends of Jesus, all of you who in the presence of the Lord, who coming up higher instead of staying down, you are the voices. Because God is going to show you stuff and he's going to ask you, tell people what I show you. Keep people woke spiritually. Use whatever platform you have to keep my church woke spiritually. Let us read Ezekiel 3, 16 to 21. Amplified. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman to the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, you will certainly die and you do not warn him or speak out to tell him to turn from his wicked way to save his life. That same evil man will die in his sin, but you will be responsible for his blood. However, if you have warned the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he will die in his sin. But you have freed yourself from responsibility. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness, right standing with God and sins, and I place an obstacle before him, he will die. Since you have not warned him, he will die in his sin. And the righteous deeds which he has done will not be remembered, but you will be responsible for his blood. However, if you have warned the righteous man not to sin and he does not sin, he will surely live because he took warning. Also, you have freed yourself from responsibility. So you have to know if God has called you to be that watchman, if God has given you the word of prophecy, you can't be looking around for a word. You can't be like, all right, God, I'm looking around for a word. God is like, why are you looking around for a word? You're the one with the word. People asking you, what is it that the Lord is saying? You say it. Because God is like, if I tell you something, tell them. Like, let me explain to you. You, you think, okay, how is it that we can do this early morning meditation? I'll tell you how it happens. As the Lord tell me, I tell you. Because everything he telling me is for me. And I'm just taking whatever he tell me and giving you. If he buff me, I buff you. I'm taking the buff and it's really buff for me. I'm just telling you what he tell me. Everything he telling me is for me. And I'm just saying, look, this is what the Lord telling me. And you understand when you become a prophet, that is your job. He going to tell you stuff, just tell people what he tell you. Simple as that. Ain't nothing personal anymore. God talk to you, tell them. They like it, cool. They don't like it, it is what it is. We going to be all right. Look the scripture, look the word. You do what you have to do with the word. It's not about you. Some people come say, I know how Pastor Donald say whatever Pastor Donald, just give you what the Lord said. Look the scripture. You don't like it. You and God deal with that. You take your Bible and rip that page out of your Bible and be like, I don't like that scripture. That is your business. Rip it out your Bible and you and God deal with that. But this is what the book says. This is what the Lord says. Deal with what the Lord says. That is the job of the person who is supposed to be prophetic. So you can't be looking around. I can't be waking up in the morning and be like, all right, so what's the word? And you're looking at me like, uh, you asking me what's the word? I'm like, yeah, what's the word? You want to know. And if you're, you're somebody that God called to be a prophet, people need what you have to see because you are going to keep people woke spiritually. 
Ezekiel 33, 1 to 9, amplified. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to the sons of your people who are exiled in Babylon and say to them, if I bring a sword on the land and the people of the land take one man from among them and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming on the land and he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning and a sword comes and takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning, his blood shall be on himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any one of them, he is taken away because of his corruption and sin. But I will require his blood from the watchman's hand. Now as for you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So you shall hear a message from my mouth and give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will certainly die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man will die because of his sin. But I will require his blood from your hand. But if you on your part warn the wicked man to turn from his evil way, and he does not turn from his evil way, he will die in his sin. But you have saved your life. I'll give you an example. Two years ago, the law said a recession is coming. Save your money, save your money, save your money. Two years ago, the Lord said, hey, I want you to do whatever you can right now to make as much money as you possibly can. Make as much money as you possibly can. If you're in a job and you're underpaid, find a better job. Two years ago, the Lord told us to say it and we said it, we said it. And everybody who heard us, whoever it is that heard us, if they did what the Lord said right now, they would have been prepared for this situation. Because since two years ago, God was telling us, recession, recession, recession. Get your money together. Save, save, save. Get a better job. Do what you have to do. Two years ago, God told us. So what happened this year? We knew two years ago something was coming. We didn't know when. And that's what prophecy is all about. Where God allows insight into the spirit, which has no time and space, and somebody says it. And God says, hey, we got to listen. Because on that person is the responsibility of, if I don't say it and people end up in a situation, it's my fault. But if I say it, people have the decision to do what they want with it. They can say, I don't care about he. This famous guy said, we'll never have recession again because we're so blessed. We're too blessed to be stressed. So I'm going to follow this famous guy. Or this guy who I know knows what God is saying says, don't worry about he. It ain't going to have no recession. Everything's going to be great. And I'm going to listen to this guy. Whatever you do, you need to know who the prophetic voices are in your life. And if you are that prophetic voice, you need to tell people what God said. And don't worry. Somebody's like, I don't listen to him. I don't listen to her. I mean, who's she? She ain't nobody. And God says, yo, as long as you deliver the word, drop the mic and walk away. If people listen, they listen. If they don't listen, they don't listen. It is what it is. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Hosea 9, 8, Amplified. Stay awoke spiritually. Hosea 98 amplified. Ephraim was a watchman with my God, a true prophet to warn the nation. But the snare of a bird catcher was laid in all his paths. And there is only deep hostility in the house of his God, the land of Israel. One of the reasons why God keeps saying to us, stay woke spiritually is because many of us in this group right now, we are watchmen. God has called us to be true prophets to warn the nation. God has called us to share what God has said to us on Facebook, to our friends on the phone, to prophesy in church. Those of us watching right now, when he says, the enemy put a snare of a bird catcher in the path of Ephraim. And it got him. And God says, that's what the enemy is trying to do with us right now. He's trying to get us. And God says, listen to me, all of y'all who have been invited into the cloud. Listen to me, all of y'all who I have chosen. Listen to me, all of y'all who have accepted the invitation to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, who have accepted the invitation 
invitation to friendship with God. All of y'all, the enemy is going to try to put a snare in front of you, in your path. Don't let him get you because he got Ephraim. Ephraim was a true prophet. He was a watchman and the enemy got him. And God says, he woke me up this morning. He said, listen to me, stay woke spiritually. He's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. He's prowling around trying to get you. And he says, tell them he's trying to get them. Do not let him get you. Do not let him get you. You'll hear me? Don't let him get you. Last but not least, if I want to stay woke spiritually, if I want to stay safe, God has sent angels. Angels. Last but not least, angels. Angels. We talk about all kinds of things, but he says, last but not least, here is how I am keeping you safe. Here is how I'm protecting you. I have sent angels to keep you. He said, stay woke spiritually. The enemy's trying to get you. Look out. He has sent angels. Psalm 34, 7, Amplified. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence and worship him with obedience, and he rescues each of them. The Lord says, you fear him, you worship him, you reference him. He has sent angels to encamp around about you to rescue you. Angels. Angels. Psalm 91, 11 and 12, the Lord has sent angels. Be sensitive to angelic visitations. When God starts bringing you into that new space, that deeper place, that higher dimension with him, angels are assigned to you on a much higher level. Look out for angels. Psalm 91, 11 to 12, Amplified. For he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. They will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone. The enemy is trying to get you and God says, I have sent angels. I've commanded them to protect, to defend, to guard you in all of your ways of obedience and service. If you are obedient and you're serving God, he has put angels to defend you, to guard you, to protect you. They will lift you up in their hands so you won't strike your foot against a stone. God says, I want you to stay woke spiritually and I've given you angels that are assigned to you. That is their job. Let them do their job. You do what God says. You obey God, you serve God and God has put angels to minister and to protect you. Hebrews 1, 13 to 14, angels. But to which of the angels has the father ever said, sit at my right hand together with me in royal dignity until I make my enemies a footstool for your feet in triumphant conquest? Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, accompany, protect those who will inherit salvation? Of course they are. God has put angels to minister and to protect you. Ladies and gentlemen, stay woke spiritually. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace, your goodness. We thank you for your favor, for who you are, what you've done, what you did today, what you've done over the last month with us to bring us to this point, this journey that you've taken us on every morning. You've been faithful. You've been consistent. You've spoken to us every morning. We've heard your voice every morning and you've brought us to this point. And God, we don't know everything that's coming, but we do know, God, that you have prepared us and you've imparted into us, God, direct from your throne room what you wanted us to hear. We submit to your word today and we declare that we will stay woke spiritually and we will see the fruit of the word that you've planted in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Say this out to me. Say, Father, thank you for everything you've said along this journey. Every word that you've spoken about being a friend of you, about coming into your cloud, about fellowshipping with your Holy Spirit, about being chosen, about speaking to you face to face. Every word you've spoken, God, 
God, my heart has heard it. And I make a commitment to protect that word, to protect every seed that you've sown until it bears fruit in my life. I thank you for your faithfulness to me, to my family, to my future. I receive all that you've said and I will control the environment of my heart until I see what you have said, until I see what I have heard, until I see what I have read in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen to God be the glory for the good things he has done. God bless you. Stay woke spiritually. Have a nice day. Stay woke spiritually. Stay woke spiritually. See you guys. Bye.